You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we go from a minotaur sorcerer to a hippo god as we review Moon Knight. But first, J.B., how are you and the family? Good. We had a extended weekend kind of a thing. Uh, we it wasn't even the weekend was extended as much as we were uh, house sitting uh, for my mother in law uh, taking care of uh, Colby's grandma while um, her mom was out out and about. Uh, shout out to Esther, one of our number one mom mom fans uh, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the big thing this weekend was uh, it was the season end of of my son's season for soccer this is his third season he had never as far as we can remember scored a goal before uh he's kind of been the smallest kid on the field no matter what age group he's been in so far like he just is kind of the smaller kid and he hustles he does a good job on that but uh hasn't quite reached the level of being able to have like a, a lot of coordination to to score goals at least uh there's inevitably some kid runs in at the last second and stops it uh or he just runs and is giggling while he's running so we got that <laughs> that's our, that's what we what we're dealing with but uh this weekend uh he scored he ended up we we've normally been the team that uh, either it's a tight game or they score a bunch of goals on us. Most of his seasons have been that way. But this time we were the aggressors and we scored so many goals. Like, you know that like you, you do so much and you feel bad for the other team. I love how you just switched to the first person. You initiated this story with his second team. person, his team, he scored. And then it's a we thing. That's how I talk team. about the Colts, how I talk about the Pacers. We almost... But you have this ch- our, wonderful- our championship uh, KU Jayhawks that just just won the championship. Yes. Uh, yes, I did have people say, "Hey, congratulations!" When I was wearing a Kansas Jayhawks shirt on, and I said, "I know, I did so much to help the team." <laughs> Felt the same way here. Uh, so we were running up the goal, but it was awesome. Cash scored his not one goal, but two goals. It was amazing. So much fun. I did not get either on camera, but I did get one. Uh, he he has the same pose whenever he does something really good. He does his Mario pose and puts his hands out like he's jumping in the middle of the air. And that's his victory dance is like this little Mario pose. I want to see this so bad. I will send it to you afterwards. But even better than that, probably oh, the goals were fun. But even better with that was his throw in was amazing. He somehow th- did a throw in behind himself where he threw throws the ball but he's moving forward and the ball goes up straight down and hits him in the back and goes the opposite way and then he immediately so he, gotta, he realized too far. yeah he realized he'd done something wrong and he just like covers his eyes and he's just like what did i just do uh so we, i had i did have video of that so i will send you that one that one was perfect uh yes i need i need to see this this cuteness there's there's a lot of cuteness that happened. So it was a big soccer weekend. We thought we were actually done, but now I guess there's playoffs for you six kids. I don't know why you need a tournament when you're six years old, four, Everybody five years old, six tournament. years old. It doesn't. Everything's better when there's the pressure of the tournament. These these kids mostly had no idea what was happening. On it was only the parents really counting. They're it's just that, so happy. It's that young. So we had a big big soccer weekend this weekend. I appreciate the balanced approach to parenting that I just heard here of, yes, there's the we first person, our team, but then the, to the best of our recollection, he hadn't scored a goal yet. Like, <laughs> we we haven't put, we haven't filed too much in the old memory bank no. on this one. It, it's not to that level yet. And I think that's healthy, right? You need a good good parental reality check you know like this is what's really happening here 
we're having fun getting outside learning soccer learning soccer that's where that's where we've been for a little bit it'd be interesting to see are they still in the are they still in the herd of birds type of mentality or are we are we spread now are we getting oh, some no, formation it's, it's, going I mean, sometimes there's there's usually a couple kids that like, okay, they get it, and maybe they have older older brothers and sisters who have taught them or whatever. But some there's usually like one or two kids that really get and how it's supposed to go, and you're supposed to play defense or not. My son, <laughs> buddy, he just runs and runs and runs, and uh, yeah, uh, oh, buddy, he just. <laughs> He, he he's just happy to be alive. He he's not necessarily keeping crowd short, but he Good. he was like, very excited when he scored a goal. So we're like, but I I look forward to seeing this Mario pose because that I think yeah. is what everybody wants to do after they do something well at yep. whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. But you finish you my can't. taxes, You've Mario gotta... pose. That's what I want to do. And on the inside, I was like, yes, yes, but not in an audible voice. <laughs> Uh, so I did something quite fantastic this weekend. Oh yeah. I went to not just the movie theater, but I went to the movie theater maskless. I'm happy for you, Eddie. I'm so happy for you. They've lifted, lifted those restrictions for you. Yes. After for two whole years. Uh, so it was interesting. Costa Rica swore in a new president on Sunday and uh, literally 15 minutes on the job, he lifted the the mask mandate. Did he? And then him and all of his cabinet went to like the the balls and everything maskless. I was like, you just wanted to go party without mask, and you just used your brand new power to just lift it. Did you get? Did he get elected because he was going to lift the mask mandates? No, they never talked about any of the health protocol at all during the election. Interesting. It was it was all just about the economy. He got elected because uh, the economy is struggling because of the pandemic. So, But yes, I helped the economy. I went and saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. As did I. The new Marvel yep. film. Lots, what to, talk, lots was to talk about you, here. I f- we need to, to say this right off the bat. We're going to talk about Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. We're also going to talk about Moon Knight later. Mm-hmm. Two hot new Marvel properties. This is your spoiler warning. If you do Please not want now. to have any secrets, leave now. and come. But come back yes, yes, and yes, listen yes, yes. to this episode come back later. after you have watched it for yourself. But... We are going to spoil some pretty big stuff. Spoiler, 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 spoiler everywhere. Yes. And then definitely by the time we get to Moon Knight, we're going to pick all that apart. But come back, listen to us afterwards. But thanks for listening up to this point. But now we continue on with Doctor Strange. What was your initial reaction? (sighs) That is my reaction. Wow. A, a, a deep groan from inside of me and the 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 biggest problem i had was we just came off of wandavision wanda's gone through this arc of like coming to grips with what she's done to this group of people and how she needs to let go move on from vision and the very first thing she does she can't even get out of the show they hinted at it at the end credits is then she's in the Darkhold book, and then now she's the bad guy. And I was so mad, because I wanted to... I came prepared to see a Doctor Strange, Wanda, and Wanda fighting together for the sake of the multiverse. Little did I know that it was going to be Doctor Strange versus Wanda. And he didn't really have much of a hope of winning, because she's more powerful and so that's what it just immediately, what is it like a quarter, not even quarter away the like 20 minutes into the movie, 15 minutes. Yeah. In y- and yeah. You're 15 minutes in and this comes out. I'm just like, this is the inciting incident is she's the bad guy. Come on. I was so mad. So mad. Yeah. I, I don't think it would have been as bad if WandaVision hadn't ended on such a powerful arc. 
like her in the ruins of the house at the end of WandaVision mm-hmm. is so powerful. And I, I think that's, I, uh, I think up to this point, WandaVision may be my favorite of the Marvel shows. Uh, it's kind of hard to say, but yeah, I think it might be just because it was by far the most, by far it is the most creative. It is, yep. and it is the most character driven of all of the yep. shows and her arc that she goes on. And that is so powerful. And you're right for it to just be undone so quickly uh, without, without an explanation for no buildup. Why no, not- it had. Yeah, there's yeah, we no buildup. We didn't get like an in-between episode where she's thinking about her kids. She misses them, but she's trying to do good. And then by the end of it, she's starting to like yeah, trying to go the towards the dark side. And the hidden scene wasn't enough. No. The, the, the hidden no. scene was not enough. You you just see her going through the dark cold. And and in that moment, you don't really even know what's happening to her. You, you Unless you're some big, super comic book fan... You don't know that that's the dark hole that she was going through and that it had the potential of doing that to her. It all happened without us present. We didn't get to see her transformation into this darker version of herself. Ooh, we just got that's to... That's a good, good way to put that. We weren't present for it. We didn't get to be there for it. It's like we just saw her a year later and suddenly our friend who was in a good place and we walked through all these journeys with suddenly Ooh. suddenly is now in a much, much darker place. Like, what happened in between... That it would that you that this is what would happen, and they just didn't give us enough of that. This was, should have been like a the end of this episode, like she then starts to go dark for this movie. But instead, she starts off there. Didn't give us any buildup. My uh, yeah. uh, team member said basically, if you just look at her trajectory from the time we meet her, which she's a villain, and and but she's like a lesser, she's like a lesser villain, still trying to figure out her powers, and to where she ended up. She kind of ended up in the same spot. She had a flat. It was, I don't even know if it was arc. Yeah. It's like because a lot of the films, she's like trying but not really going anywhere. And then she gets an arc in there. But then it's what is that? Just like a divot in her overarching story where she's just it, she's the same kind of person it, that she was from the beginning. It's almost like a loop de loop, right? Like she almost just kind of like whoop whips whips around. I don't know. That being said, though. She's got some pretty incredible scenes as a villain through here. You talk for a little bit because I'm 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 just I'm so I'm so sad. It's hard to it's hard to like I never got past that moment. Where it's like no, she can't be bad. She shouldn't be bad, and it's hard to appreciate. So that's why I want to let you just run run with it, run with it, Eddie. So the, there was a, a a level of believability. Uh, one, I love that this movie came out over Mother's Day and the whole movie is pretty much about like, you know, don't get between a mama and her babies. That is funny. Um, I thought about that. Which is, is a true uh, emotion. It is a, a true source. Though, yes, it, it was set up poorly. It, it breaks with the previous content. If, if we didn't have WandaVision... If we just had this, I could somewhat believe it, right? Where you're kind of like a mother wants to be with her kids. You need WandaVision because you don't understand all of the other stuff. Because I know we're in job. Yeah, it, it, it's very complicated. Uh, but the the root emotion, the, the base emotion, a mother wants to be with her kids. And I got that. Yeah, okay, I okay, that. I can get that. I can get that. Um, and then, oh, that mother happens to be like the most powerful, you know, being in, yep. in, in the multiverse. Um, okay, here we go. Let's watch this. Uh, and then you put this whole craziness and this whole madness in uh, Sam Raimi's hands. hands. Uh, th- there are some really crazy moments. And that scene with her in the... And the one multiverse where there it's the Illuminati and she's just like killing hero after hero. And that we had just like been introduced to, by foot. the way, that's like just been and introduced here's John to Krasinski and Dr. And Professor X. Oh, wait, they're done already. Kill, kill, kill. And you just see. And I mean, she's literally I mean, it's like a lifted straight out of a horror film. The blood dripping down her face and everything like this was. 
darker tones all around. The the darkest tone, the darkest more horror tone that any of any Marvel series. For sure, for sure. Both of these that we're looking at here are some of the darkest that we've seen. I don't know that I would characterize Moon Knight. I mean, there is some, but this is the the horror the horror in Doctor Strange for sure. Is yeah, it's a different dark, but yeah. Um but yeah, on that scene though, that was uh that was such an interesting just kind of like here it is and then boom, it's gone. Yeah, the Illuminati. The introduction. Is that what I mean, about? you had yeah, I mean you had Captain Carter, which was a nice nod to what, what if? if and and hopefully we get more of those. I went back and rewatched and then watched some that I had missed in preparation for this. Um, and somehow I had missed the zombie episode of what if. Oh yeah. Loved that. But when that one ended, I was like, no, 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 no. I want more. I want more. Like give me a whole movie of that one. Um, zombie Wanda. But you definitely, the zombie. You get, you get oh, shades of that you- here. You get shades of that, uh, well, and then Doctor Strange as a zombie as well. But um, but let's just talk about it. Uh, Professor X coming, Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and then the whole, he looked straight out of the Saturday morning X-Men cartoons. And they even, and they, they used the theme song in that moment. Yep. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then good on Marvel to just some big old fan service and making John Krasinski Mr. Fantastic and bringing him out. Because that was a fan push, right? That they want. They were, they'd been circling for each other for years. For years. For him to be, uh, I forget the, the, the character that he plays in, in the Fantastic Four, um, which they're currently working on. But the professor from that, yeah, we'd, we'd been looking for that. And so that was exciting to see him. But, and then, but he's not been casted or anything. This was pure, you know, straight out of it, out of nowhere. It's still so weird for them to go to the length of showing us these new characters that are literally there for what, like a scene, a two scenes, and then kill them off two immediately. It just yeah, they're in the like, kind of why? the courtroom, and then they're in the yeah. It's like, are you trying to open the door for us to see some of these other? I, and I understand the Peggy Carter and uh, the new, um, the r- different version of Captain Marvel. Uh, I get those, and whatever the voice guy was, that was kind of odd, a little bit. He's he's from the Inhumans, which that show was awful and got canceled after like a few episodes. <laughs> um, the the I I loved I love seeing Professor X. And maybe because we already had a series with him that I felt a closer tie to him and had more feelings. And you get the vision where he's trying to help Wanda and then flipping mm-hmm. Wanda, the evil Wanda comes and like snaps his neck in half. And it's like, oh, my God, what just happened here? When, when that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, but it still down. felt like we just entered into we, we were introduced to this random group of people that were supposed to be this like behind the scenes orchestrating things and they were so inept <laughs> in in this movie that it was just kind of frustrating to see them be around them and then all of a sudden they're d- gone and who knows if they play any sort of role in any other thing from here on because that was another multiverse i think that keeps on bringing me back to the thing i was kind of worried about at the end of loki where we were just going to be in Multiverse where literally anything is possible, anything can happen. So it almost feels like nothing matters. If so that, that's how that's how I, that's I this. So I didn't have the mind bending. My my brain never hurt with this film because they didn't try to do anything crazy. Like I got okay. This one girl can jump from place to place. She can take people with her. She doesn't really know how to handle it. I don't have to worry about the repercussions. Like this is another multiverse. But I did. I was still like nothing totally mattered in this other than making sure that no one gets her power to jump from multiverse to multiverse. Sorry, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. Well, I'm now confused after watching this movie and I know it's been building up to this, but like, what are we dealing with here? We have multiple dimensions, right? That was established in the first Doctor Strange then with Loki, we get this strong discussion on different t- 
timelines yep. and how there can be a divergence within the, the timeline. And then now we get multiple universes and the multiverse. Are those all synonymous or are they all different? I think the last those function. I think the last two are synonymous. I think multiverse timeline and timelines and multiverse. and multiverse are the same thing. Because I think they I watched in one of the fifty thousand Easter eggs in the in the movie, which is a whole nother thing of like, is this movie just a giant Easter egg Easter egg hunt? Uh, they talked about how when two uh, universes get too close together and they can bounce off each other and one can overtake the other. Um, they had a hint at it in some of the an- animation stuff that they were doing. Um, but the, uh, you said ast- like the astral planes, kind of like different, uh, the psychic world. Like, are you talking about when she like shoves him out of his, out of his body? Is that what you're kind of talking well, about? Well, you have, no, that one makes sense that that one's inside of your, your universe, but they have like the mirror dimension and like all the different dimensions and the stuff dimensions. that they can push. Yeah, that that is a whole nother place. To, it, it's hard to keep remembering the rules. It's like, oh, you can do magic, but you can you can only use it if you get your sling ring. But sometimes, if you don't have the sling ring, you can still do stuff. And that there was right. a lot of that confusion right. that I had as well. So uh, overall, I thought that this was a fun movie. I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I think some of that is I do just like Sam Raimi's action style. His you, un- I think he gets there's some creative camera angles and POVs and things that just kind of made the the movie fun for me. I think my favorite part in the whole bit is the Danny Elfman music fight where they're literally to, fighting with Danny Elfman's we, music. Music. We needed we needed like, to talk about this because I. I found it amusing. I have talked to other people who found it to be one of the most horrifying and dumb things in the entire movie is that fight scene. <laughs> I was fine with it. I thought it was like, hey, there's something random to throw to throw in here. But, I, but it sounds like I you enjoyed it. it. it was, you, you enjoyed it. Did, oh, yeah. Did you like all the different oh, yes. all the different scores they use for it? Yes. Yes. Um, there's, yeah. And I'm just a geek on movie scores to begin with. So that was just such a fun, fun little moment for me. Um, I struggled with the basic, uh, um, message of this, of the whole, like, are you happy? And the whole, like, he has a hard time letting go of the romance with Christine I never for for Doctor Strange, since this is Doctor Strange's movie, I never felt the strong bond with him and her from the first movie. And I even went back and rewatched it right before all of this. And so and I was like, okay, yeah, it was just so he was so cruel and mean to her. You never had a, a redemptive moment of that relationship. So for this whole movie, for him for them to try and use that as some type of motivating factor for him, that was really weird and hard for me as well. Then you can, then you pair that right next to Wanda's, which we've already talked about. And it just felt like there was no uh, emotional why for either of your primary characters. Yeah. The, I think uh, I under, I kind of understood his, um, that desire to be with Christine he I'm having a hard time putting it into words. I emotionally got it like that part of it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like the overriding factor for him in this story. So it kind of was, but they kept coming back, kept coming back to it, but it wasn't even the, it wasn't the reason that he was doing the things he was doing. He was doing the thing he was doing to save the universe. Like, but do you see what I'm saying? It just felt weird. It felt forced constantly. Like, why do we keep coming back to this? Why do we keep coming back to this? I did have an emotional reaction when he's there and it's like, and, and then guy says, and you didn't even get the girl in the end. And I was like, oh no, Christine is getting married to somebody else. And I felt that. I felt I, I felt something when that happened. So I wouldn't say that I didn't, sure. but I, 
the the more the line that they kept on coming back to uh, that they were kind of beating down was like you always have to be the one to hold to hold the knife and it's got to be on you and i i think watching some recap videos kind of made me see oh i can see the thread that they kind of wove in that where like his eventual ending had to be he had to he had to let america take over not america but like america from the from the story uh had to let her just go ahead and own her power and um and kind of step into it instead of being like the ponytail version of himself which tried to take it from her so that he could be the one so i kind of got that but that wasn't even the main it was almost like they kept on bringing up this the emotional side i'm like no we're just here to stop wanda that's that's where we're here right it's not about anybody else's like personal things it's we need to stop wanda who i don't even want us to stop because i want her to have i want her to not be a villain that's why it kept on that's why it missed it just missed for me and it's it's that problem if you don't get the good guy and the good people they're like the the heroes and the villains right at the front you don't have you you, it's it's a much higher higher hill to climb so yeah yeah um overall is fun popcorn you know it's got some interesting visuals and great plays um but this is nowhere going to be near the top no. of my favorite marvel movies and i would and i would i i don't think i had as great of an experience as, as you might have had there were moments where i almost wanted yeah. them to go they were kind of in the middle for the in the horror sometimes it was not a horror film at all and other times they went i wanted them to go more they should have gone either more or way less the, some of yeah. the some of the the demons coming out of his eyeballs and then he's using he's lassoing them to fly across the even as i'm saying it it sounds ridiculous and there's some of that though what do you think of though about the one like the most horror part of it which is her limping through the cavern like that was like the tunnel i'm here for this this is great like she's like doing the slow like zombie like i wanted more of it i wanted it the the what makes those types of sequences so good in horror films is how the director starts to play with your expectations and your senses. And they just didn't give it enough time to do that. There was only one kind of good gotcha moment. There was only one. Yeah. It's Um, the one we're all thinking of where she like kind of comes out and she, what that was, what's funny was it was compare that there's a moment in the second episode of moon Knight that does it fantastic. Fantastically, that is phenomenal. And as soon as I saw this sequence in Doctor Strange, I immediately recalled back to that and thought, "This is good." But that was that was so much so much better. What to talk about? Do you know that. what I'm talking about? Well, you're gonna have to remind me of it here in a second because okay. I think we're are we are we ready to move on to Moon Knight or do you have any other final parting words for all of us other than the big question? Sorry, the big question is: Is she dead? Is Wanda dead? No. There's no body. But she... A mountain came on top of her. But there was that little red burst of energy. I don't know if you saw that. Like, as it was falling, it was a little red burst of energy came out. figured that was her being... So it was either like... It was either her being squished or somehow popping out. But... So who... So this is another part of it, too. Someone brought up a a rock or stone could kill captain marvel in that other in the other universe like that's how captain marvel dies in that sequ- in all those sequences with the illuminati sure could the same thing happen to wanda by having that entire thing fall down on her which i think you're right i think that little burst probably does mean that she like teleported out of there went somewhere else and she's going to be in hiding again but that's just my own theory i hope yeah, she's not I dead and know. i hope she gets a real arc that'd be great because I loved WandaVision. I just, oh, it was so good. And Elizabeth Olsen is She's a fantastic great. actress. Like, even though it was hard to believe at times, just the character arc, she her did great. acting compensated mm. as much as it could. Um, she did fantastic. The sequence there at the end where America finally allows her to have what she See thinks herself, she yeah. wants and how she watches all of that her facial yep just reactions to everything that was a powerful scene that was probably 
my favorite scene in the whole movie is the two Scarlet Witches and the boys and that whole thing playing out the way it did uh, was so, so, so good. I would agree. That was definitely one of the better sequences, but it just fighting itself <laughs> to get there. The the first Doctor Strange, where does that rank in Marvel for you? I mean, not officially rank, but like, what's your feelings on it? It's fine. It, I think there's some elements of it that I enjoy, but it's hard because Bendit Cumberbatch is kind of, he doesn't do as much in this film, but in other, he's kind of super, super incredibly pretentious. And so it's hard to root for that kind of a person. Um, yeah. It's hard to make them like endearing. I don't know how I don't. I, it's 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 a testament to Iron Man and what Robert Downey Jr. did with sure, that character sure. to be incredibly pretentious and you want to hate him but you love him. And mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't really have that same level on the. I feel really bad for him, other than like little moments with Christine. But so I I. I I agree with you totally. Doctor Strange has never been a character that I've really connected with and liked. Um, Even, I think maybe my favorite of him so far was Spider-Man No Way Home. But even in that, it was just a little like, eh, it feels a little throwaway. Yeah, it is. But... But anyways, I am excited for Thor. That's that's the Marvel movie this year that I'm I'm quite excited about. And uh, the full trailer was before my showing. Um, and so that was my first time to see it up on the oh. big screen. And that that got me really that got me really jazzed. Got you excited, excited for it. I think I think we got some good things but, ahead ahead of us for especially at the end of this month. There's a May 27th is going to be a big day. Stranger Things and uh uh Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. And then also uh Top Gun all in the same day. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I don't know what I'm gonna do first. Which would no, you gotta tell me now. Which one are you gonna do first? I might go see Top Gun Thursday night. I can I can uh, Top Gun is the one that can move. It can go wherever. It's really gonna be a question get- mark of like with my with with uh we might have to watch this is what it is. We're gonna have to watch at least we have to watch one of the Obi-Wans right away because then we need as much time as possible to binge Stranger Things. So right. let's, we'll start with that and then binge. We get Top Gun a week early down here, so oh. it's a little bit easier on me. Tell me how tell me how it go how it goes. <sighs> and then but yes, Kenobi first and then then Stranger Things. Okay. Now it's time for what you really came here for. We have taken departure from our normal uh series on here which is uh doing all the all the disney movies from 2000 from 1985 1985 i'm having so much trouble with numbers right now 1988 through 2005 all the disney movies we grew up with we doing all of them other than a few that we really 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 don't want to touch uh and so we're taking a departure from that to talk about the new um anytime there's a good series that just came out on disney plus especially if it's marvel uh, or Star Wars, and so we're going to do that today. We're going to talk specifically today about Moon Knight. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, so IMDb description for Moon Knight. If you haven't already listened to us talk about it a little bit in the preparation for it to release, and then the first episode, which we kind of teased a little bit, Uh, First two episodes, I think. So here you go. This is the IMDb description for Moon Knight. Stephen Grant discovers he's been granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god. But he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. Interesting. I feel like we needed a little bit more context, but... Is two it is two sentences long. So maybe it's maybe that's enough. It is. It does does give a lot. Did you have any context of who Moon Knight is zero prior to this? Zero. Me too. I knew nothing. Me too. Other than he couldn't sleep. That's literally the, that's that's it. That's all I knew. And that's not even true. <laughs> that's not even like <laughs> that's not even like an accurate representation of what of what his his his, his issues were. 
Um, but I will say after the first episode, I was very excited that it was Oscar Isaac in this role that he just did. Yeah, let's just let's just get that out of the way right off the top. Oscar Isaac puts in probably one of the top five acting performances of the whole MCU. Mm -hmm. Like this is just masterclass. Flawless. It's a flawless doing three personalities, especially at the end when he's like full on jumping back and forth between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Just like you, this is this is why you're one of the greats. So. And it's uh, distinguished enough. Like James McAvoy in Split is phenomenal as well Ooh. when he does a very kind of which one. Thing. Which one do you like better? Ooh. I think that's a hard one to compare because James McAvoy has to do so many like seven and so or many yeah. different. That, yeah, that's, and that's they're another level. so totally different. They're totally different as well. Where I think that's what was so interesting about his portrayal of the two, really three uh, personalities, is that you get it's believable yep. that it's one dude with coming the, out yep. of the uh, out of the same guy. Um, what did you think of? I would say it's a twist that Mark is the first and not Steven. I don't know that I was that surprised. I spent by the it. whole I spent the whole series thinking Steven was the first and Mark was the secondary. Then then you you give your reaction because I was kind of it could have gone either way and it seemed like Mark was really the guy and had more history to him because he had like a wife and hmm. and other things like that. Like he used to be married to somebody, which felt like a bigger deal than a dude just playing just being at the um working his dead end job like so it seemed Very like stupid. he's got a whole backstory and he was like a fighter and it's like that's where it kind of felt like okay maybe there is somebody something else yeah. is. but you tell you give your description of it well i i think before the fifth episode is the episode that defines the series right uh the asylum where they're actually like walking through the different rooms of the asylum it's memories, and yeah. relieving memories and kind of that whole storytelling mechanism. Uh, for me, that was the episode of this series. Uh, I'm not going to lie, leading up to that, I was kind of give or take. Like, I loved Oscar Isaac's performance. That's what was holding me. Even Ethan Hawke. Like, I loved Ethan Hawke and all of this. Episode four but was it, rough. It, In the Tomb was rough. No, no Moon It was night. really yeah. rough. It was really rough. And I mean, even the episode three, the the friendly type, I was just kind of like, eh, I was kind of bored with it. In fact, I didn't immediately watch episode four. I waited until five had come out. And Uh then we just kind of had some time. And I was like, okay. And we watched those two episodes back to back. And it was like at the end of the fifth, I'm like, oh, ooh, now I'm hooked. Like that, that's kind of what I wanted. Um, and that I, I, I loved that episode. I loved the mechanism of the asylum to kind of help guide through the memories and help understand the, um, the mental illness that he has, the, this backstory with his mother. And, and I, I tie this back to the, the first and secondary, the second you realize that the mother was the abuser that's kind of when I it clicked and I went, oh, Mark's the first and Stevens Stevens the secondary, um, and just kind of how all of that that played out. Um, that yeah, that that whole sequence, and even that you get from the end of four to the beginning and all of five, you're still not a hundred percent convinced it's this real whole not. thing is real. Yep. You're still you're still struggling with that all the way really until, you know, he comes back in in episode six. And even you get a little bit of a taste of they kind of throw you for a little bit when he comes back in near the end as like on his way back out, almost like on his way back out. But then the bloody shoe and then you're like, oh, no, like he really like he this this other version of him really the mark really is 
It's him. I wasn't surprised. It, like I said, I you, there was a little bit more history that they were kind of hinting to with Mark, and so Stephen didn't just didn't have as much, mm-hmm. and he couldn't even get a hold of his mom, and he was just leaving note, leaving uh, voicemails and stuff. But it was super tragic that whole episode five when you finally see the inciting, what turned him into like split his personality and stuff. Like it's so heartbreaking to watch that kid just like taking that abuse from his mom, like that. He made a mistake and she just turned on him and just like how that turned him into who he was. And they portray it very accurately. Um, And I think that it was it was um, it was good to see something that is serious, that afflicts a lot of people, that causes a lot of pain and issues portrayed in a way that I think one, yes, it's entertainment and it'll, it'll, it gets people to think about it and and to watch it. Um, but does it in a, in a, in a tasteful way that allows people to understand why this happens to people, uh, and understand the trauma that can happen in the way that the brain is designed to try and protect itself, you know? Um, yeah, the 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 whole way it's portrayed, it's not just accurate, but it's also it's gracious and it's 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 a very humane way of of demonstrating it. I did have a question, medically speaking, for someone with DID. Someone, with, um, what do so? It seemed like they were prescribing through this show that like the way that he was able to get whole was by accepting and embracing his other personality like that's how that that was the that's basically how they like osiris opens up the doors because he embraces and he loves his other the mark loves steven in the end which is shades of the loki stuff but it's not as weird as the loki where he like falls in love with himself uh but uh more of a this is like a friend hey we're 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 friends now I wonder, I would love to know from, and maybe I should have done some more research on this, but like a psychologist, would they recommend for someone with DID, you need to embrace and fully you utilize your other personalities? Like, is that the, is that the, is that the end result? That's like the best um, for the health of the person? Like, yeah, just totally embrace those other personalities and live with them on a daily basis or is it you need to let them go or move on from them you don't need them to have a healthy happy life uh i have done some study and research on this not extensive i'm no means a professional on this but to my understanding is clinically you want them to eventually let go of the of the personality that's what i thought um i i have read case studies where they will actually hold funerals for some of the alternate identities to help the person release from it. Because ultimately what you're trying to do is slowly work the person back to the point of trauma and help them process and deal with the deep scarring emotions of that trauma for themselves. Hmm. And you may have to work through multiple personalities to get to that. But to my knowledge, the full embrace and I, especially the way you put it, utilizing him um, in my limit, limited understanding and research. I, I've not seen that or understand that. Yeah. That, so that's why I was a little like almost when he gets to the world of reads, like he's moved on from Steven. Although I was feeling I was mm-hmm. I was sad when when Steven jumps across the, uh, oh, yeah. the, the boat and falls over. I was I was sad and there was and so it was funny then going like but wait a minute he's gotten to a place of wholeness but now he's going backwards to get his other personality and that and that one was kind of like is this really like should I be rooting for this I'm a little confused with myself right now <laughs> right now well and and what you see uh, what typically happens is you will see um mirroring splits happen so you kind of have a a Steven split, who's the calmer, uh, more docile compared to Mark. But then you also get Jake, who is the far more extreme and violent as well. There's usually the splitting, the, the splitting personalities begin to oh, interesting. Uh, be opposites. Um, and so that's part of the danger of trying to help pe- treat people 
is you you're trying to protect them from some of those identities that could not just harm themselves but you know harm others other as people, well yep. which is what which is what you see in the movie split right like that's what's happening happening there his more extreme personalities begin to cause all of this further pain and trauma towards other people i had uh some of the things that kind of were hard to keep track of uh, on the plot itself was when they kept on sending them to random tombs to get very specific items that I couldn't remember why they like the, the random rich dude who has a, a little mini pyramid on his land and they have to get like the star constellations. I was like, why are we here? I can't remember why this is a thing. And then they get it and then they use the stars, but they don't do this. The stars are apparently supposed to help them get to the right spot to where they're, to where they're digging at. And there was, there was some weird, and like, then we, they had to go, why are we at Alex, Alexander the Great's tomb? Like there were so many weird, I, can you piece that together for me? I, I could not keep it straight. No, I, I can't. And I think that's kind of what I was struggling with. And when we hopped on the call here, that's the rabbit trail I was chasing down was the whole thing with Alexander the Great. Um, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure Alexander the Great died in Babylon, uh, which he did. But he had a tomb in Egypt. He was eventually buried in Egypt, but in Alexandria, which is not Cairo. Um, so there was a little bit of kind of weirdness for me there on on that one. Um, yeah, it. So each Marvel property, right, tries to kind of have its own unique genre and this one definitely has kind of this psychological thriller and an indiana jones treasure hunt mixed into it which you don't find out until the fifth episode why that is right from uh his favorite movie steven kind of takes the personality of that person yeah so it it at that moment it kind of made sense why that was getting shoehorned in but it felt too much of like be one or the other. Like yep. you're you're just throwing in this random like treasure hunting Indiana Jones stuff, and it doesn't always make sense. I got really confused in the whole like uh when they turned the whole night sky backwards scene. Why they did that, yeah. I'm like I still don't understand why you had to do that. Uh, we spent the first three episodes very confused on the plot progression. Character progression, you got. That was very clear and understandable. But plot progression, it was just hazy and confusing. Big time for the first three episodes. Fourth episode, a little bit still. And then the fifth episode, boom. Okay, it's starting to be clear. And then six episode is just, you know, a whole bunch of big fights. So it's a little bit easier to follow. Speaking of big big, fights, speaking of big fights, uh, I think I left this this series missing. I I wanted more just what I call like full moon night mode. Yeah, we got the ending of the first episode was great. Like just seeing him fully, I was like, okay, great. Now we're gonna get a lot more of that in the in the series in the in the series. And half the time he spent jumping back and forth between like Mark had control for a little bit, then Steven had control for a little bit, and it was frustrating to see Steven as him because he doesn't know how to do all the things. Then he'd blip, and you wouldn't see what happened in between. Uh, and then we just had no Moon Knight for two episodes for like two episodes or an episode and a half or whatever. No, it's two episodes because Conchu is is in a statue, and so we don't get that for a little bit. And it's just, it was. I left wanting. I didn't get enough of the. This is a great character with amazing. It's like if you never got to see uh, Captain America being Captain America. It was you only got in snippets, and so I, I felt a little like it felt lackluster in that I never got to just let's yeah. just see Mark for a full episode doing his thing. Yeah, you, it's. Uh, Tony Stark without him ever climbing in the suit. Yeah. I wanted more suit time. I wanted to put the suit on, put the Batman cape on. And and it felt weird. And, and 
at the end, when you get the fight with Moon Knight and Arrow. Layla's character. Oh, oh Le- yeah. Which she's amazing. Oh, great. And great, great suit, great action, great, great, great abilities, everything, everything like that. Maybe a little. I love a little- the whole little like, are you are you an Egyptian superhero? <laughs> Yes, yes, I am. You know, uh, maybe I'm a like, little okay. too, a little too Wonder Woman 1984 on the outfit. Sure. But there's really not too sure. much you can do if you're going to be the scarab uh, creature. But no, I loved it. I lo- I, lo- I loved her. Like I'm hoping that we get more but of her. You, but you are a hundred percent right. I think the thing, the weakest part of Moon Knight is that there's not a lot of Moon Knight. Yep, real Moon Knight, not fake like Stephen Moon Knight. <laughs> like I want Mark Moon Knight. Yes. Um, so on that, you brought up Kanchu, which is such a fun, weird, it's weird. I don't know, um, character. I loved the scene in the second episode in the storage locker. That's the one I was referring to earlier with Wanda, where the lights are blipping. Yeah. And you see him, you don't see him, you oh, see him, you don't good. see him. You see kind of a shadow, then you don't like that directing. I mean, how that whole sequence was staged and shot. That was so good. I I love that level of suspense building that that was received there. So this this is interesting now that I'm kind of processing as I'm going through. Yeah, the first episode and a half, anytime Conchu talks or is on screen it's very sinister and it's very like, oh no, we don't forget trust him. Is he going to take over? Like, the, like she, he's trying to take Layla to be his app. Like, there's so many things. But the moment that you go into Harrow's world and he basically like, he kind of neuters Conchu just in like, is he talking again? Don't listen to him. He can't do anything. It's just wind. And I'm like, oh, that's all he is? Like, he does, like, so he does battle in the end, but it kind of took the wind out of the sails of Conchu of his abilities and his um, impact, which I didn't realize like, Oh, they kind of in a way kind of neutered his, his character to some degree, like his power. Have you seen the theories that Conchu was the one who killed Mark's brother? Oh no, I haven't. That's a long, yeah, that's it's... a long play though from like childhood till he is, there's Battling? a couple of Easter eggs. There's like these dead bird skeletons, like the entrance I saw of the that cave one. leading yeah. up to it. Uh, a couple other things. I don't know. Because some of the some of the things when he's actually sitting there on the ground, like waiting, like talking to Mark uh, as Mark's like like bleeding out, and then he's like convincing him, "Hey, be my avatar." He kind of says, "Ooh, this mind. I can. I think I can work with." It sounds more. Happens and it's like, oh, there's somebody stand, sitting right here that I could yeah. use. Yeah. It doesn't feel premeditated. Um, maybe the other things are just foreshadowing. I don't know. I don't know. I, the whole uh, Egyptian gods with avatars like possessing people and, you know, the, the kind of coming together for judgment moments and everything. That was just, it was. It was just too much for me. There, it did. It didn't feel like a superhero film. Like even with Doctor Strange and the whole like mystic art stuff, it's still like okay. I'm seeing how this is coming, connecting to a superhero stuff. With all of that, I just never felt or saw the connection to it. And maybe we come back to what we said earlier of it's because there wasn't enough Moon Knight. You know, yeah. you didn't actually see the su- superhero sequence. But it I, it, I felt like I was watching more of a cool uh, uh, Egyptian uh, historical fiction series than a Marvel superhero series. Yeah, it was very super. It was supernatural is not even the right word. It was very mystical, mythological. But you're right. It wasn't very superhero-y. If that's that's not yeah. a real word, but we're just gonna go with it. And it's be yeah, I would I would I would say we get that moment at the first end of the first episode where he's like beating up the 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 dog creature or whatever in the uh bathroom and you're like, Yes, this is what I want. And I left that feeling so excited. 
and then kind of ultimately left out, left out on something. Did we just didn't get we, that? We didn't get them at all. Yeah, got him a little bit in in little pockets. A little but bit at the end of two, just so little. It just frustrated me every time that that Stephen was in control and Mark wasn't. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I just I, I I was endeared by Stephen, but I wanted him as a supporting character, not as the main guy. And it was so frustrating to see him in charge <laughs> and just like, no, I'm in charge now. I'd say what we're gonna do. We're do-. and he just wanders off and does his own thing. And Mark's like, just come on, man. Come on, come back. Come back into the fold. Give me the suit. When when was the first time that you saw Jake? There's there's definitely some ground laid throughout the whole series. Yeah, I missed it in the sense of I, I'd seen some Easter eggs. That, oh, maybe there's this third person, but I didn't. I completely missed it that Jake was present in some of the a doctor's office things with with with, oh, the, yeah. oh, with psychologist Harrow. I completely missed out that no no that was Jake talking there for a little bit, and I just that was my first it. realization when I heard him talk and I was like, hold on, that's a totally different, that's a totally different person. Um, it, it was still fairly close to Mark though, like it, like at the end, it's a very that was the most distinct um, Jake. When he's in that, when he's in the 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 car with him, and they open and they roll it down, the end credit scene. That was the most Jake. I felt like the one in the in the um, doctor's office wasn't fully Jake. I don't know. Maybe 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 that was his yeah, personality no, coming to life. No, the Jake in the back of the car, in the at the car at the end of the like the Easter egg video or whatever we're gonna call it when he's driving it. He's speaking in Spanish there, like. That that character speaks mostly Spanish, and in the doctor's office, he's speaking with a Spanish accent. He's speaking English with a Spanish accent. Um, I wish they would have just gone full on and just showed us then a, like a snippet of him speaking in Spanish. Yeah, it's like they didn't want to totally reveal it till the final piece of it because that's how you get the the reveal yeah. of of the end of end of that. Uh, but at the same time, the the flashbacks in the first couple episodes were amazing. Like when he blacks out and then he wakes up and chaos has happened. Those were awesome moments. That really was what grabbed me in the first couple episodes for sure. Will you go back and watch any of this? It's funny. I was, I was scrubbing through some of the episodes because of knowing that we were going to talk about it. I wanted to remind myself of the different things that happened. And I was like, oh, there's some. Oh, there's a little bit of that. And I feel like I do want to kind of Go back and watch it a little bit, but I don't feel the need like I have to watch it to be able to understand more Marvel stuff. It's more a curiosity, but I'm I'm wondering about I'm 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 kind of on the fence if I'm gonna rewatch portions of it again. Well, this one's an interesting one. There's no tie-in to any other MCU character, and we still don't know if we're ever going to see Moon Knight ever again. Like the, none of the directors, writers, actors have been signed or, or, or anything for any future projects. Yeah. I'm so looking, you're just kind of like, was, I'm this, at was Google, this a one-off? I'm looking at Google right now, and it says that the Moon Knight creator reveals an Eternals cameo was cut from the series. So evidently there was more of a tie-in at some point. Was that because the Eternals flopped and nobody <laughs> liked it? I hope. I, I, I have hope. you even watched it? I haven't even watched it. You didn't watch Eternals? You didn't even watch it? No. You weren't curious at all? No. It's free. It's free on Disney no. Plus, Eddie. Yeah, that was that that was forgettable. Nothing is free. I pay for Disney Plus. Nothing's free in life. I TV. I yeah, it's completely forgettable. You do not. Someone asked me if they if they should go see um uh Doctor Strange in theaters, and I think I told them you pro- it's probably you need to watch it to because it's pivotal all the things coming forward in Marvel but yeah Moon Knight is interesting yeah you may not need to watch it after all but I want to I after getting to the end of it I think if you would ask me in the middle I would have been like ah leave it or take it but by the time I got to the end of it I'm like okay I would I want to see more yeah. I want to see more Moon Knight I want to see more Moon Knight come on I know right the one of the final things that I just want to talk about was uh I I did find it interesting. The two Egyptian gods, uh, Amit and Khonshu, they're both going for the very same thing, but they're going about it with the one big difference is Khonshu is giving human beings choice 
and Ama is not. And it, it's, it's a very minority report kind of feel to it. Sure. Uh, what do you think about that kind of tug of war between the two points of view? Um, It took me a while to understand that that's what was it was just because I felt like Khonshu, like over the course of the series, it was hard for me to understand that. Just because Khonshu, you just didn't really know who he was or good or bad. Um, I felt like the series as a whole, I would have felt the stakes higher if that could have been established a lot clearer at the beginning. And then part of that is you are working, you're working through the filter of these are terms, names that we are, we are not familiar with. Yep. And so I'm like, where was the like, Hey, let's brush up on your Egyptology here real quick before you watch (laughs) this TV show. Like, can we get a quick little something? And then maybe, but I I was so confused for the first couple episodes, just trying to track. Oh, okay. Yep. That's that God. There's the, okay. And then there's this one, you know, I, it, it was a little too much for me. So by the end of it, I didn't, I don't know if I felt that tug of the two perspectives as much as I should have. Overall, episode one probably was the best episode for me. I don't know that any of the following episodes topped it. Five definitely had the most heart in it because you get those backstories, but I don't know that it ever eclipsed what I was hoping the series would be. Hmm. So it's weird to say that the first episode was the best because most of the other series in Marvel series uh, kind of started off slow and then kind of picked up more. So it was it was kind of weird for me. Yeah, and I think I would say five is is still my favorite, but yeah, one is a close close second on that one. It just opened um, up so many questions, like good not not head hurting question, but just like. Who are these people? What's his backstory? Why is he why is he chaining himself up? Who is that other personality that's with him? Oh, we're get what are these blips? What do those mean? It, it it opened up so many question loops for me that when they got answered, I sort of been like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Where's Where's Moon Knight? I want I want more of that guy from the last the last scene from the first episode, yeah. and we just never got him. But do we rate these? I can't remember if we rate these standoff ones. I don't know because I didn't go back and check. <laughs> <laughs> when we did the whole uh ranking system i don't think we did I, I i don't i don't know that we can rate rank it it's it's hard to rank a series what are the other marvel series we have so far we've got wandavision falcon and the winter soldier loki, loki. are those our only three? Oh, i mean we've got if we wanted to go into um Mandalorian and what if? Oh no i'm thinking marvel i'm thinking oh marvel. marvel yeah we have we have what if but those are the big ones. Yeah, I don't know where this falls in all of that. And neither do you. Yeah, it's probably in fourth place out of the four Marvel TV shows, live action TV shows. I don't know. Like, what if I don't know? I, I was falling asleep on a lot of them because I was like, this doesn't matter. They ended up mattering a little bit more than I than I thought, but... I was saying live of the four live action. I mean, I think I'm so so. I don't count let's, what is. Let's let's, let's, let's rank them. I think I'm going one division one. Agreed. I don't know that I like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or Loki more than Moon Knight. Maybe Moon Knight mm. would be would be two for me because I don't. I did not like. I did not care for Loki or Falcon and the Winter Soldier that much. Loki might have been fourth for me. No, because really? the acting at least is better in Loki than it is in uh, than it is in Agreed. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is hard to watch. Some of those horny sequences. For me, I think uh, I'll just top of my head: Wanda number one, Loki number two, Falcon number three, and then Moon Knight would be number four. Wow what what makes you love Falcon and Sol- Winter Soldier more than Moon Knight? Like, what is it that gets you? I was previously invested with those characters and I wanted to know more about those characters. You actually wanted more screen time with uh, Falcon. Yeah, I loved Falcon, yes. Uh, well, I went back and rewatched uh, 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 Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That is such a good movie. That is such a solid movie. Um, Were they uh, on your left? And, and both... 
both of them, yeah, both of them come out of that movie. Um, yeah, I just the those two characters carried that movie for me. I agree with you on all of the holdups and just kind of reservations. I may sneak you and say like, okay, Moon Knight and that just kind of tie it off, you know, tie. Um, but yeah, Moon Knight, it was good. But the story, again, how was this superhero? And I didn't understand the stakes until halfway, you know, like I was, I was confused. You're throwing so much new information at so many different people without enough exposition to help bring us along. Um, yeah, it's at least tied. Okay. I'll give you that. It's okay. I'm not going to say you're, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say you're wrong, but. Yeah. Like you were wrong about Tarzan. Like I was somehow wrong about Tarzan still, still being held, held against me, but (laughs) anyhow. Well, you brought Mumford and his sons into it. That's what's going to make it hold you against you. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. Moon Knight conflicted. I, I, I do want to see him again. I hope, yes. if nothing else, I want him to in. get uh, us more Oscar Isaac in there with with more Moon Knight. How they do it, where they do it, it'll be interesting to see. If Layla will still be a part of it. Oh, she better be. She better be. I love that. And with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And while you're there... Leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com. You can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all Disney's movies from 1988 to 2005, a.k.a. our childhood, including next week's episode when we review, this is awesome, I'm so excited for this, Toy Story 2. Thank you for listening. And remember, we don't live in a material world. We live in a psychic world. <laughs>